Hi guys, it's Taryn Kay and welcome to my first podcast, Real Talk with Taryn. So today I'm going to be joined by Prab Sura, who is a makeup artist based in London and she will basically be having a little conversation with us, talking us through her experiences and what sort of advice she would give to any aspiring beauty professionals. So here it goes. The first question, um, what I'll probably go with is obviously, what got you into makeup? Why did you decide that makeup was the career for you? started makeup when I was about 17 um, which is when I first did my course um, the reason I got into it was I've got four older sisters so naturally being like the little girl in the family with older sisters and you see them doing all of the makeup and all of that kind of stuff you're naturally like oh I like love doing that and my mum has always been known for always like looking presentable so having makeup on having your nails done all yeah. of that um, so that it was always like an interest for me although like when we were younger, we weren't really allowed to wear it. Um, you know, my dad was a bit stricter back then, like saying, you know, you're not allowed to wear it until you're a bit older and all of that stuff. Um, but it was about 16 years ago when my sister had a makeup trial with Ginny Vogel. Yeah. I then kind of looked and I was like, oh my God, this is really interesting. And 16 years ago, I was like 11, 12. So it was quite, I was still quite young, but I thought, Do you know what, this is really interesting. Um, and then, you know, carried on with my studies. I did my A-levels. I went to uni. Um, but then I always had that interest in makeup. So I think I was 17. Yep. I wasn't even 18 yet. I wasn't driving. Hmm. I was like, you know what? I want to learn. And then from there, I loved it. And it was a hobby. It was like a side, you know, this is fun. And because I've got so many sisters and my friendship group, I was always doing makeup on them, testing it out, like, you know, just trying to build it as from a hobby to a career yeah um and then obviously for that whole period of time I was like slowly slowly building it but again I was at uni and then I finished and then I went into full-time work so Mm. I knew makeup was always going to be like a full-time career for me and definitely something that I wanted to do but I was very aware that and I think not just makeup, but anything in the industry, it's all about your reputation. Yeah. And it takes, it takes a while to build, which is why I never thought of taking it full time before. Because I was like, you know what, let me just work while I can, save while I can, and then build up the business on the side. And then just like, it will come in its time. I wasn't in a rush to be like, you know what, this is my full time career. I want to do that. I'm, I was like, very aware that it is a reputational thing. There's, it's quite a saturated market. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you know what, it'll just, it'll come with time. No, Tika, yeah, that sound. Um, it is very saturated, I get that. Obviously, with myself being in the same sort of situation as you, yeah. as you, with it being such a saturated market, when you first, obviously, went into it and tried to build your reputation, how did you find that? Did you find any sort of challenges coming in your way, any obstacles? Did you, like, how did you find the market when you first started? it wasn't as saturated sorry um there was still quite a lot of makeup artists then and I remember the course that I did at the time they had I think like monthly courses Mm. so you can imagine just that one particular course they had monthly courses of about 10 people per course so like in a year that's 
like, you know, what, six times twelve, I'm not going to test my maths right now, but, you know, there's quite a lot just by, like, one kind of schooling um, makeup academy, if you want to call it. So I, I knew that it was constantly going to be growing. In terms of, like, challenges, I think in terms of, sorry, in any industry that you kind of get into, I don't think it's, like, specific to makeup. I think you just need to understand your market and your competition. And I say yeah. competition lightly. I'm, I'm not in competition with anyone. I just think you need to understand that it is a saturated market, but just focus on what you do and what you want to do. Because I think with makeup especially, it's an artistic flair. Yeah. So although there are many makeup artists out there, it's your style and how you do it. So I personally don't think you can compare one makeup artist to another because the styles are so different. Yeah. Like, for example, if you want to talk about, like, celebrity makeup artists, if we look at, like, Kim K, like, Makeup by Mario, it, like, that makeup artist obviously heavily focuses on, like, the highlighting and the contouring and the glowy and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. But then if you look at, I don't know, let's say JLo's makeup, hers is more, like, stage makeup, and I forgot what her makeup artist is called, but they're so different because when JLo has her makeup done for stage, it needs to be a lot heavier, you know, to show to thousands of people while she's on stage. So I think whilst it is a saturated market it's not really something that has been like a complication for me I think you just need to understand yourself personally that okay you know that there's another like so many other makeup artists out there but as long as you focus on your style doing what you do best Mm -hmm. I think then anyone can be successful Perfect. And you mentioned, obviously, and I'm sure everyone that follows you knows that obviously recently, um, towards the end of last year, you decided to leave your full time job um, to obviously focus on your beauty profession. Now, how have you found that since obviously leaving your job? um, Did you kind of get inundated with bookings or did you really have to put, you know, some time and effort into it to kind of establish that you are now full time as a beauty, um, a makeup artist and then kind of take it from there? And how has this current situation affected you because now that you're not in a full-time job obviously it's going to have a bit more of an impact on you yeah I mean so even before I left it took me ages to kind of take the plunge and do it um number one from a financial position Mm. obviously working full-time you've got a regular income you've got that pay packet that comes in every month so regardless of whether you take two weeks out of that month on holiday you're still going to get paid the same amount so it is heavily like when you're working full-time it is you're heavily heavily reliant sorry on that full-time wage Mm -hmm. so for the longest period of time I've had a regular income I've had my monthly wage now as a self-employed person taking makeup full-time that income is never guaranteed so you know the summer months where it's wedding season you could literally be booked all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday from 3am until like 6, 7 o'clock in the evening Mm -hmm. and you can make an absolute killing that weekend, like that month, let's say in particular, let's say July, August, September. Yeah. But then in the quieter months, like, you know, your January, like February, like December, those kind of times, you might only have one booking each weekend, which is a smaller pay packet. So I think first things first, from a financial perspective, it was just trying to come to terms that you won't have a regular income and not like treating 
like your income as a self-employed person as a wage almost and that you need to kind of balance it out because like I said some months would be busier some months wouldn't so I think from that perspective it was really hard for me personally to kind of come to terms with do you know what I need to let go of that financial like security blanket almost yeah um but then I was just really kind of rearing to go um at the time when I was in my full-time job, I was not really enjoying it. Like, you know, um, I worked for a bank full-time, so it was very serious, like, numbers-related, like, very intense all of the time. Mm. Um, And I had a real passion for it, but I think where my love and passion for making makeup full-time was growing, my interest was, like, it was just dying out slowly there. So I was like, you know what, this is the time that I need to do it. So when I left, I was so excited and rearing to go, and I had so many plans that I needed, like, to kind of execute, which Mm. I'd always thought that, you know what, when I go full-time, I'm going to do this. When I when I have the time, I'm going to do this. And um, with that excitement and that fire, I really did do it all. So I went from a self-employed to a limited company, which um, obviously I needed to do. I rebranded, which I wanted to do as well. Um, I started one-to-one classes, um, and I'm really involved heavily at the studio that I'm at as well with um, organising networking events. Amazing. So when... So when I first um, kind of gave up the full-time job, I was just so excited and I had so much going on. So it was really, really good. Um, And then lo and behold, we had a global pandemic, which obviously wasn't in um, the plans or kind of forecast of any kind of problems that you you think that you may overcome. So it has been really difficult, I have to say. Um, You know, people that have a full-time job, um, you've still got that regular income, even Mm. if you are being furloughed. Um, which I think is not obviously the best situation, but you're still getting like 80% of something. So um, financially, um, mentally, like, you know, like everything, it is really draining at the moment because it's so uncertain. You're like, you're not able to do any bookings. You've physically got no income coming in. Um, And it's just like... We it, and again, like I said, it's the uncertainty of the unknown. We yeah. don't know when this is going to come out, so it has it has been tough. Um, but I think the way in which I've kind of dealt with it is one: there's physically nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and two, I just think the silver lining is you're at home, you've got time to actually focus on yourself and do things that you want to do. So for example, I've been saying for the longest period of time that I want to start recording tutorials and do it. Mm -hmm. But before that, I've always been like, oh, I don't have the time. I'm busy at bookings or I've got emails to reply to or booking forms to draw up. Whereas now I'm physically at home, I can't leave. And I've been recording so many videos. So I just think it is all about mindset. And by no means I'm saying you have to be positive all the time because absolutely not last week I was like a emotional wreck like it was it was hard you know you have your moments where you're like oh shit like sorry maybe not the shit come out and like what what are you out of it and you're you're you panic because you're like oh when is it going to get back to normal when am I going to start doing bookings again when am I going to be able to start working but I just think it's okay to feel like that um express your emotions let them out stick to a routine and then just try and be positive I think is the best way that I've dealt with it personally no, I think that's a really good way to deal with it, to be honest, because like you said, it's something that isn't in our control and the least we can do right now is, you know, stay positive. So I think staying positive and, you know, 
doing the best that you can right now with the situation that you're in is is the way forward and yes it's okay to not be okay too so obviously if you need that time to yourself then um you know take 10 minutes take half an hour go for a walk clear your mind um and and do what makes you happy um with us now, like as makeup artists, the only kind of content that we have to create is on ourselves and doing these looks and creating videos for social media. And I think social media has been like quite a big blessing at this point because everyone's still staying connected. Loads of people are doing online tutorials so you can yeah. learn so many new skills. Um, and I've been really enjoying doing it. But I think it's also very important not just to create content for the sake of it. Like, for example, last week, like I said, I was feeling really down about the whole situation and really like stressing I didn't record anything I was barely posting on social media and I was like you know what I'm kind of falling off the radar and I was like really beating myself up about it Mm. but then I thought to myself do you know what yes social media is great but I'm I'm creating it because I want to create it as opposed to just doing it for the sake of it and once you start doing it for the sake of it the passion isn't there you're you're doing it just let's say for likes and what are you getting out of that apart from a bit of like social online presence yeah I think I think that's the main thing as well. I think because of everything that social media has become at the moment, a lot of it is dependent on how many likes you get, how many people are actually interacting with that post. I think what people should focus on a lot more now, not even now, just like what they should be focusing on anyway, is the content that they're creating and why they're creating it. Are you creating it for those people or are you creating it for yourself because you enjoy it? Like, I think that's the most important thing, really. Um, yeah yeah um so just kind of obviously touching on um the fact that you know you went full-time right now it's a bit of a difficult situation other than obviously creating you know tutorials and kind of keeping your um audience engaged on social media what are you actually kind of doing at the minute to you know whether it's you know further down whether it's next year whatever it is is there anything that you're kind of planning or you've got anything in mind for any of the people that are following you at the moment is there something that you kind of want to give them info on or um so I think from the online presence I think just creating tutorials it's been really good so yeah. I'm still trialing and erroring um the kind of style that I'm taking mm-hmm. and so it's all still on um Instagram at the moment I haven't yet gone to YouTube but I was doing kind of fun videos that were like you know it's entertaining to watch not so educational like I think people would be able to see what I'm doing but it's not actually talking them through step by step what they're doing yeah Uh, but I've done a few like Q&A's on Instagram and I've had a lot of feedback uh, from people saying can you do like shorter videos focusing on like one particular thing so for example how to apply lashes or how to do Mm. eyebrows and stuff like that so that is what I've got coming up um from an online social content because I just thought you know what actually I think they're more helpful and people can actually learn from it as opposed to watching it for entertainment um I do like I do like the videos that you create though they are fun to watch (laughs) to be fair they're really fun to create but I think from like a helping people like learning perspective because obviously right now one-to-one tutorials are uh, a myth but I think yeah from that perspective I'm going to start doing that and then and in terms of this uh, business perspective it is kind of business as usual from the like back 
like behind the scenes. I'm still replying to emails as usual. Obviously, we've got a load of like rescheduling. So all of my brides for March, April, May, June, July have all been rescheduled. So, you know, just contacting them, making sure that they're okay, um, sending updated forms and everything over with uh, new scheduled dates and stuff like that. So business from the back end, back office is all still business as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just obviously the bookings um, side of things, which is uh, quiet and at a complete halt, let's say. Yeah. And I mean, I think we're going to wrap it up now, but is there anything that you want to say to anyone that's kind of aspiring to become a beauty professional? Is there any sort of advice that you'd want to give them? Yeah, I think just touching on, um, like we, we spoke about competition, and you know it being a saturated market and stuff like that but I believe there's room for everyone um in the Asian industry um not just makeup artists there's so many of kind of every vendor there's so many photographers so many videographers so many men the artists so many makeup artists but I think start it because you have a passion for it um there's a a massive I I say it's a myth but everyone thinks oh my god make artists earn so much money um but actually what they don't understand is that we're up at one o'clock in the morning with little sleep traveling to bride's houses getting them ready for you know sometimes six o'clock in the morning they don't understand like the hardship that goes behind it your Mm -hmm. social life is completely destroyed because if you've got a booking at three o'clock in the morning you need to be in bed by nine o'clock realistically getting some decent sleep up at one two o'clock in the morning so start it because you have a passion for doing it not just because you think oh my god I want to start doing it it seems like easy money or you know it's, it's just going it's <laughs> going yeah it's like I'm just going to do someone's makeup it's easy mm-hmm. and you know without trying to like throw shade on anyone but a lot of people really do think that they do. Um, until, and, yeah until they understand that actually your social life is destroyed you barely see your family you're not actually able to attend any functions that you've got at the weekends because you're busy working um so number one start it because you've got a passion for it not just because you think it's an easy thing to do and number two stick to what you want to do and be true to your style um you know everyone like I said it's an artistic flair so the way you do makeup is your artistic style and how you want to do it it's great to take inspiration from people um you know looking at different makeup artists whether that be big celebrity well-known makeup artists or another peer in like your group um I think it's okay to take inspiration but just don't copy other people's style and don't do what you think people like will like on social media and what will get you the most likes and you know the most interaction I think just do whatever you want to do yeah that's my best advice I'd say for new starting makeup artists yeah no I completely agree with that I think that's a really really nice piece of advice um from you prab so Thank yeah you. it's all right well, i think this has been great interviewing you <laughs> this is quite fun actually it's a little um, spontaneous one, yeah i know fun. i quite enjoyed that but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up now and um, until next time